Everyone outside and in between. It probably weren't hers. I'm Welcome back. Uh, Slowly or quickly? I don't know. Who's to say? Um, Welcome back to the very long conversation about uh, movies and art and TV and whatever else you feel like we feel like talking about. Not you. You don't get to decide. You're very passive in this this situation. You just listen to it. You just suffer. You have to put up with whatever bullshit we decide. Yeah! Um, and uh, I'm I'm your producer, Sam Bannigan. And I'm, and I'm sick, and that's why I sound like this. I'm sorry. And I'm Andrew Thomas, and I always sound like this. It's not a medical condition. That's just my voice. That is just his voice. Um, how you doing, Andrew? I'm hot. Yeah. I am warm. I spent a lot of walking today. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Uh, I love being gay. My back hurts. My legs hurt. Uh-huh. I sound like every gay boy. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> my legs hurt, my back hurts, and that's where I'm going to end it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> How are you doing, Sam? I'm I'm doing all right. I've been sick since like Tuesday. Um, I think I'm finally at the end of it. Like I feel fine. I okay, it's just like I still have like that phlegm in my throat, you know. Yeah, and my vocal folds are are clearly fucked uh, currently. So I've been drinking Tuesday to Sunday is a long time. It's hey, it's a long time. <laughs> It's really been up and down. There, like I felt like shit on Wednesday, but then Thursday I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be fine tomorrow." And then, and then on Friday I had to go to work, and I was like half asleep at work. And then Saturday I was, I was like fading in and out between like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing all right," into like I'm fully disassociating uh, and I don't know what's happening. I might I have pass to out. How many beers? How many beers did they order? Seven. Okay. <laughs> For one guy, I feel like that's illegal. I don't think that's allowed, but that's what it says on my piece of paper. So I'm gonna, I, I, I uh, serve. I serve the chits. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, speaking much, of much funny. like Carmi in in the first season of the Bear, I serve the chits. Tell me about the Bear, quick, before we talk about Asteroid City. The bear is so good. The bear is really funny. The bear is is really touching. Some s- fucking stellar performances out of uh, out of Jeremy Jeremy Allen White and um, a surprise guest that shows up for literally one scene and like is the missing puzzle piece to this story. It's fucking crazy how good it works. Fun um, Hulu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on Hulu. 
How are you? And you, ha- you can watch. You can watch both seasons right now. I gotta wait for the second season to show up. In Canada. Oh, okay. Um, but the first season is really, really well done. It's really great. There's some great stuff. Yeah, the basic pitch. Um, Carmi, Jeremy Allen White, the main character, his brother committed suicide. Um, before the show starts, the show starts months after this has already happened. Um, and he has been, he was left his brother's failing sandwich restaurant, um, in Chicago, uh, to take over. So he takes over this restaurant and he tries to make it better. And that's kind of the conceit of the show is like, can he fix this restaurant? Is the restaurant Um, called the bear? No, it's called the beef. The what's the bear? So the the show opens with with Carmi having a nightmare about a bear in a cage on the bridge that his brother killed himself on. Uh, it's a metaphor. Oh dang! It's a metaphor. Um, like all the best shows. Like all the best shows. Succession. Uh, it's about literally succeeding, but also succession of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> well, White Lotus. White Lotus. It's about the flower, but also that flower is poisonous. Breaking Bad is about um, breaking stuff, and also how how broken a man can be. Dexter's just Dexter. Dexter is just Dexter. <laughs> Dexter. Dexter's just Dexter, 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 Friends is also just friends. That's yeah, just it's just friends. friends. That's just friends. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but the, the whole show, um, you, you are you, you never meet the brother. Podcast. You don't know who, who this dude is the whole time, um, and then he shows up in one scene in the whole season, and suddenly you ha- you like feel the presence that has been missing for the whole season. It's really powerful. It's really wonderful. It's really well done. Highly recommend. Check it out. Yeah. It's also got our boy Skeen from Andor in it. He's cool. Oh, hey. Yeah. Some good people. Watch the bear. The bear is really good. You ever just want to uh, do the podcast in bed? Just take the bike and lay in bed? Yeah, sometimes, but I but my bed is so far away from my computer that I oh, work. I don't have a laptop. I my my mic is always exclusively close to the bed, and I'm always like, dang, dang, well, I really Sam could just, just call. Right now. Well, if I just said Sam, wait for five seconds, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> All right, I'm in my perfect position. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just think Peter Pan and Wendy is uh <laughs> That's really funny. Just a sleepy just a sleepy time. <laughs> sleepy time. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Uh, Andrew is Honk Shoe. Are you a honk shoe or are you a honk me 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 me? Definitely a honk shoe. Really? Yes, what about you? I think I'm a honk shoe, but I want to be a honk me, 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 me. I would say you're a honk me, 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 me. Oh, that's so nice of you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, um, speaking of trying. 
Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's 2023 film, hit film? All right, doing film. I'm sure it's doing fine. Asteroid City. Asteroid City, it's so pretty. It is. It's very pretty. We Unless watched it's it. Green for an Sam, hour. Sam has an experience that I don't oh. even fully know. Okay, so first off, fuck landmark cinemas, especially the one in downtown Edmonton. Fuck that. Fuck that place. Tell us why, Sam. I've been I've been having bad experiences there for years. It is truly ridiculous. I'm getting so tired of it. God, it just all you got to do is is play movies. It's not difficult. And yet they fuck it up so consistently. So, I get to the movie theater. I got my ticket. I go to I go get my popcorn. I walk into the theater. Yes. The trailers are playing. Yes. The the screen is covered in pink lines. That's not how movies are meant to be seen. And I went, hey, that's wrong. So I go out to talk to somebody, and they're like, my manager's already working on it. I was like, great. Then I go back. The pink lines are still there. They, like, turn off the projector. They turn on the projector. The pink lines are still there. Eventually, they get it kind of where The pink lines go away. But the whole screen is tinted green gross and they just let it play for like 45 minutes like the first hour of this movie or so was tinted green before the pink lines show up again and i'm like motherfucker so what I is this out, a I dr seuss it. novel it's insane i go out i talk to the manager i'm like hey pink lines are back and he's like ah, okay we're waiting on this on on our general manager to get in We'll figure out what's going on next. I was like, okay. So I go back in. Missing part of the movie. Because I had to talk to this guy. Pink lines are still there. You can't see what the fuck is going on. And then the movie stops. Good. <laughs> and then they're like, ah. <clears throat> we, we can't get the movie back. Everyone can get a refund or a free ticket or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Um. And I was like, okay. So I like, I'm like, I have to record a podcast. I have to find another showing of this movie that I can go to. You've already seen 45 minutes of it. That I've seen like 45 minutes of. So I'm like, okay, what theaters are playing it? How can I get there? Because I don't have a car. And this is the only transit available theater to me. So I need to like. Do I need to suddenly call somebody and be like, hey, last minute, let's Asteroid go see Asteroid City. City? Like, do I do I beg someone to, like, drive me somewhere? Do I pay for an Uber? Do I tell Andrew yeah, just and to back? watch Extraction 2? Yeah, do I just cancel the whole thing? Like, you know, all these things. And then the manager comes over and he's like, hey, the movie's back on if you want to go watch it. And I was like, well, sure, okay. But I had been standing outside for, like, five, ten minutes, so I was like, well, I missed... Like, 20 minutes of this fucking movie because of this. And they were just like, ah, here's one free ticket to come back. Give me 12! I was like, motherfucker, like, this happens so consistently at this theater. It's insane. Like, at least five times in the past year, I've had problems at this theater. 
it's so it was so annoying and this so i was really distracted because right? i was like i missed i missed like half of this movie essentially because like the first half was like green and then i missed 20 minutes and then i came back and i watched the rest of it and i liked that part but like it's i couldn't so be invested i was just waiting for it to fuck up again yeah you know i was just like when's the next fuck up when's the next when's it gonna turn pink when's it gonna be green when's it just gonna turn off <laughs> like it was so ridiculous so landmark cinema in edmonton yeah the downtown location of landmark cinemas two thumbs down a fucking it's a fucking shit show there man they have get your hopping. act together they got bad drinks well their drinks are all right but they but they got bad popcorn they got bad screens there's always problems it's shitty what's another time please give me another time there was problems the other like the worst other time was when I saw Batman. Um, the Batman, Batman came out. Yeah, the Batman. Um, I went to go see it like in between. I was pulling a double at work, and I had like a you know four hour break between shifts. So I was like, well, I gotta go see the Batman. Of course. So I went to go see it, and then the movie kept like restarting itself, like. Good. We would get, we got like five minutes in, then it would restart. And we watched like 10 minutes of the movie, then it would restart. And we were also having this like pink line issue and this green tint issue. Good Lord. They kept just restarting the movie. And it was the, it was opening weekend of the Batman. So it's like a packed theater. And all of us are like, what the fuck is happening? Eventually they just move us to another theater for another screening of it. And they're just like, we're just going to start the movie right away. And so we, then we get to watch it in a smaller theater. Um, Boo! Yeah. And then they didn't even offer... Like, I had to go ask a manager. Like, I had to find a manager afterwards to be like, hey, what the fuck was that? Like, can I get a refund or a ticket or something? And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, I guess. And I was like, what the fuck? You should have been standing at the door. Like, you should have been right there. I've been working at movie theaters. I know how it works. Like, just be there and just be like, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Oh, baby. So, it's just... Oh, baby. Yeah. Boo, landmark. That's the the other bad time. I've had other bad experiences. Like, this pink line issue has happened a couple times. Like, yeah, there's been a bunch of random fucking bullshit. Sound so issues. That's why you like want to do sync, more streaming movies. Sync issues at this fucking theater. It's crazy. And I, it's not like I've never had any problems at Cineplex. The famous House of Gucci mishap happened at a Cineplex. John Wick 4 was all fucked. What happened at John Wick 4? Sorry for it was like It Sam's was like stuttery. Yeah, it was like stuttering and like buffering, like it wasn't smooth. You know? Yeah. Like the audio was working. No, even the audio was stuttering. The whole thing was like buffering. Was it like, like that for get, three like, hours? Not for three hours. We would get like chunks of like, here's an hour where it's fine. And then like during the climax of him going up the fucking staircase at the end of the movie, it was just do, 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 do. 
Like it was fun. It was so it was so frustrating. Ugh. Bozos, clouds, <coughs> degenerates. So if this shit happens when I go see Barbie and Oppenheimer, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna scream. Jesus. Sorry. Sometimes you look at your citizen now. It just said woman slashed in park. So this is why you don't have citizen. Why would you want to be a cop? Why would you want to be a cop in your pocket? I just want to make sure I'm safe. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so other than, other than the bad experience and the consistently bad experience I have at Landmark, this movie is pretty good. <laughs> this movie was extremely my shit. Um, I was very into it. What did you think of, of it? Asteroid City? I liked it quite a bit. I was Ooh. a big fan. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of Wes Anderson. No, you are not. Uh, but I felt this movie was very cute. I felt this movie was different. It wasn't just another family dynamic. It wasn't just whatever French Dispatch was it was a very just interesting like slice of life movie almost of just these little girls vacation one summer truthfully (laughs) these little girls and her old and their older brother yeah I am sweating Um, bullets I'm so sorry (laughs) No, it's okay. This movie is not a success. Is it not? How much did it cost? How much did it make, Big B? How much did it cost? $25 million. Alright. It has it has made $16 million. Okay. It's so not, not a hit. But not a hit. It's gone all summer. Wes has his fans. Wes has his fans. I don't think this is going to ruin Wes's career by any means. It's a great film. But it's not like it can stay in theater. It can't stay in theaters for very long either. This year. This year will be looked upon as just the most stacked. It's a crazy year. We've talked about John Wick. Creed. Indiana Jones. Dungeon Dragon. It's just too much. Quantumania. All these big blockbusters. The Marvels. I saw no hard feelings with your with your girl Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, oh yes, the movie that Tinder really wants me to see. Is that what's being? <laughs> Is that your advertisement for Tinder? Yeah, Tinder really wants me to get a an ARC card, which is like a transit pass thing, uh-huh. and to go see No Hard Feelings. <laughs> Those it's are my two targeted movie. ads on Tinder right now. It's really weird. Dang. Yeah. How was No Hard Feelings? I enjoyed myself. Sorry to talk about No Hard Feelings in the middle of our asteroid city. You motherfucker. But it was cute. It was... It's what I've been saying since day one, Sam Bannigan. It shows some real movie star chutzpah. Only a movie star can carry a movie like that. Only a movie star can be bad at at being in movies. 
She's great in this. It was a lot of fun, and she's real funny. Big thumbs up over here. Hey. I still hate Jennifer Lawrence. It's not going to change anything. One of these days, you're going to look like Danny DeVito. I get it. I'm not ever gonna. I'm not ever gonna be that. I'm not ever gonna do that for J Lo. J Lo, J Lo, or J Law. J Law. No, I like J Lo because of Hustlers. Uh, but I don't like J Law because of everything. I love, I love you, J Law. Yeah, yeah. Um, what <coughs> else? You want to hop into this cast? Sure. Um, there's a lot of people. It's a Wes Anderson joint. Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson joint. Guess who's in it? They're all there. They're all there. Everyone except Bill Murray. Everyone except for Bill Murray. This is, this is true. Um, Tom Hanks, Sophia Lillis, uh, Liev Schreiber, Stephen Park, um, Jeffrey Wright, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawk, Grace Edwards, Scarlett Johansson, Jake Ryan, Jason Schwartzman, Edward Norton, Brian Cranston, um, Steve Carell, Adrian Brody, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, um, yeah. There's How'd you feel about the movies. alien? I like that little guy. And then it turns out to be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it was great. I liked it. I thought that was a good bit. Um, it was fun. I like this being his close encounters, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone's really, really, really good. Um, How did you feel about Tom Hanks and Scarlett Johansson? First time in a Wes Anderson joint. Both proven actors. Did oh, you I thought feel they like were great. They fit? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, Tom Hanks can be in anything, and so, so can Scarlett Johansson. Ain't that the truth? I think Scarlett Johansson. Speaking of someone using their star power, Scarlett Johansson is like. I think I think using her star power, in a in a really great way in this movie. Uh, pray tell. Like obviously, ScarJo is ScarJo. She's very famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets Widow. to play a like, you know, the Black Widows, the the one with Bill Murray, the Lost in Translation, Lucy, Lucy, everyone's favorite, um, everyone's favorite Asian actress, Scarlett Johansson. Yes, remember that. <laughs> Her and Emma Stone, killing. Um. But I think using her star power to like be this famous actress and everyone in the movie like treats her like she's like knows who she is as a famous actress and it is actually a famous actress that we all know, I think is like very clever. And I think she's using it to her advantage in this performance. Um, and I thought it was really nice and I liked a lot of what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was scared that she had killed herself in that bathtub, but she did. Yeah, same. That was a scary moment where you were like, oh, this is a Wes Anderson movie. He would do some dumb nonsense like that. Oh, great gag. Yeah, good gag. 
and and the setup for it from earlier was also good. It was just good. Yeah, I really liked it. And Tom Hanks, he could be in any he can be in any movie. Tom Hanks. We've talked about Tom Hanks before. We've seen Tom Hanks be good. We've seen Tom Hanks be bad. What's so endur- just durable? I don't even know if that's a word, but it is now. Durable um, about Tom Hanks. I mean, he's that like every man, right? Like he he fits into this. Like, yeah, I'm just like he can be he can be anybody in any movie. He can be all the Roberts in the whole trilogy. Yeah, all the Roberts is very important. Like, <laughs> no one else can be Sullen Sullenberger. No one else can solve the Da Vinci Code. No one else can be Captain Philip. <laughs> No one else can be can be a cowboy. Cause right, he is he's just the the dad, not even Jason Schwartzman's dad, the mother's dad, and he's yeah. just. I don't. There's just something so like he's so natural, Tom Hanks. It's yeah, so, yeah I th- and and he's been working forever. Like this is this is just like he's been every in the business for, for forty him. years. Yeah. Um. So that's I think that was that's just you know the effort at the the effortlessness of it is uh, is very impressive to watch. Yeah, I don't really feel like I feel like we've seen Tom Hanks push himself. I don't feel like I need to see Tom Hanks push himself anymore. Mm. I'd love to see what last hurrah. You can do your thing. Yeah, sure. But I'm I'm also fine if he's just like I just want to coast. I just want to make good movies. I just want to be in good movies. Give me one more castaway. He has one more castaway in him. He probably has one more castaway. But you know, um, honestly, it, it's sort of in the same way that I think like ScarJo is is kind of effortless in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like oh yeah, you just know what you're doing. Like it just you're works. just a pro. And I think that goes. I think that really goes for like everybody in this in this movie, mm-hmm. like all of the all of the big stars at least, like the Jeffrey Wrights, the Lee Schreibers, the the Ed Nortons, the Jason Schwartzmans, the Bryan Cranstons, all that sort of stuff. I think all of them are just like, oh yeah, they know how to do this. They will continue to kill it, and they're all great. They all get their little moments of, of mm-hmm. you know. Like, ooh, you get to be funny. You get to have fun. You get to do this. You get to do There's this. There's always that, that right? In a Wes Anderson movie, everyone has their moment to really like shine. Everyone gets a moment. I would yeah. love to know what his uh, writing process is. Oh, and I forgot. I forgot Tony Revolori, uh, Tilda Swinton, um, and Matt Dillon, also all. All great. All fun. All very fun. You would like to know Wes Anderson's writing process? Uh-huh. He always has so many characters. Does he know who he's going to put in as the character when he writes it? Does he never know? Does he write it and then go, oh, well, of course, maybe subconsciously I was thinking of Tilda. Oh yeah, Edward Norton would be a good part for this, but he would just be much better suited for this part. No one else could play this part. I wonder how it goes. How do you think? Yeah, just from his films. 
I mean, a lot of people play like all of all of the people are 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 cast really really well. So, but I kind of hope it's an accident. I kind of hope that it is. He just writes a bunch of stuff, and then he's like, he when he like rereads it after it's like done its its final draft. He goes like, oh okay, this can I'll call Jason and I'll call Tilda and I'll call. Yeah, it's finished. Yeah, I got one. Uh huh. I think you're this person. You like? I hope it's collaborative. I hope it's like he sends out the scripts and he's like, "You tell me, like, mm-hmm. what's up? Like, what do you want?" Speaking of the you scripts, know. what did you think of this script? Uh, I sorry. Can you talk for a bit? My my throat is hurting. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Can you talk about your stuff? Can you talk uh, about your thoughts on the cast and the script and everything for for? Uh, I've just been talking for like five minutes. Um. Yeah, I think I don't know because I think it would be kind of cool if he didn't know who he was going to cast. If he just yeah. wrote the the thing as the story and then and just there's always so many people. Like so I mean, I'm not talking about the cast. It just in the shows, it shows in the movies. Um there's always at least like 15 pretty hefty roles or at least 15, you know, opportunity scene stealing roles. Uh, well, yeah. well, Defoe has been the goat in this in Wes Anderson movies. Um, yeah. It would be, yeah, I would love if there was anything I would like to see, it would be Wes Anderson's process. Because there's something that does feel like maybe, oh no, I am just going to play with my friends. No one. It's a tight, more uh, gatekeeping type of thing for us. How, yeah. Yeah. But now I'm trying to think of a new cast member who's not famous, not like Scarlett Johansson or Tom Hanks. Who in this movie? Who's the boy? I recognize the boy from something. I think he was in eighth Jake. grade. Jake Ryan was in eighth grade, yes. Yeah. Um, he's also in Moonrise Kingdom and Asteroid uh, and Isle of Dogs. Um, oh, Wes Anderson boy. Yeah. So he's they've worked together before. <coughs> Dang. So maybe it um, is such a tight. All the only new people. It's gonna be Uma Thurman's and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sophia Lillis was new. True. Um, yeah, obviously Maya Hawk we just mentioned. Also, I feel like the script in this, it is some... I don't really know what the point of the movie is, but... It's about I, infinity. <laughs> not much else. And that's about it. Uh, you can't... I fucking love that line. I wake really, up I, if you don't. What's the line? Do you uh, remember? It's about infinity and and that's about it or something like that. No, not just. Or, and I'm not sure what else. The part where everyone's saying you can't wake up if you're not asleep. You can't wake up if you're not asleep. Something like that, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep or something. Is yeah. it just him being nostalgic for those teenage summers? That weird I don't know. I don't I don't think so. This feels this feels like it's like it's I don't know, looking looking back on on something a bit more. I mean, all of Wes Anderson's movies are like inherently nostalgic, I think. Yeah, right. But I think this is a bit bigger than that. Um, I'm not sure exactly how. Um, but it just feels bigger. Like it, this feels bigger than a French Dispatch or a Grand Budapest or you know, Isle of Dogs. I yeah. wouldn't agree Even with... Even though this takes place in one town of 87 people. Yeah. Have you ever yeah, been in a town that small? Like... No. Have you? No, there's there's caution for me. There's there's white hoods over there. I can't... There's, there's caution. A town of 87 to people, it's easy to get 87 people to hate black people. That's, it's, that's really a, it's really easy to get. It's really easy to get. All of a sudden, it's just like, hey, have you seen a black person? No, well, I hate him. Well, I hate him too. <laughs> <laughs> you hate him? Well, I like you, so I must also hate exactly. him. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Um, But it does feel bigger. I do think Grand Budapest is just this weird like story about legacy and, 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 you know, when you're God who remembers your name, the adventures you hold, what does it amount to? Yeah. Where this is, feels much more abstract, much more. The government's lying to you, man. You gotta make sure, (laughs) make sure you know your rights, man. (laughs) Yeah. Which yeah, I dig, tough. I dig a lot. Oh, I do too. I'm, I'm, I'm. I really want to watch this movie again. Like I, I'm so properly. Interested. Yeah, properly. But I'm so interested to see how this movie like holds up against like some of our fall of our fall contenders for like best picture and stuff. Yeah. Like, is this going to be a nope that gets like forgotten? Uh, Oscar season, or is it, or is it going to be? The is this going to be? I mean, it's not as successful as <coughs> everything everywhere, but is this going to be the everything everywhere of the year? Right. Where people it, are just like, "Hey, do you remember this movie that came out earlier? It's fucking great." It just keeps going and going and winning every award. It could be like that, right? Yeah. Because it, it feels, be it feels, it feels like catering enough to Hollywood in its meta ness that Hollywood would love it. I don't think this is going to win Best Picture, but, you know. Could get nominated the show within the movie. Yeah. I think think that is... Movies about movies are always popular. Yeah. Um, What did you think of the direction this time? Still still holding strong? Too much of a gimmick? Oh, still... No, still holding strong. Um, really loved, really loved the uh, the spinning camera in this one. Um, uh, Robert Yeoman 
because the cinematographer has worked on like every Wes Anderson thing. Mm. And also, importantly, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Bye bye. How can I regret you go? Said I've been uh, broken hearted. Who's it the day we started? Finish it, Sam. It's also DP for brides for for bridesmaids and get him to the Greek. Dang, what a career! He had a busy 2010. And Dogma, what the fuck? Kevin Smith's Dogma. This dude has a. Yeah. What a crazy career! This is a crazy career. What What was his first Wes Anderson movie? Bottle Rocket. Oh, so he's been with him since the beginning. Since the beginning. Wow. Did he win? Has he ever won an Oscar? No. He has? Ooh, I don't know. Let's find out. Birdman, speaking of that one Grand Budapest year. Uh, no. Has been nominated. Dang. But has never won. Hopefully, maybe this is his year. I thought the alien. Was it it even nominated for Grand Budapest for an Oscar? Whoa, really? Yeah, or or Moonrise. Wow. Oh, sorry. No, he was. It was was hiding in a list. He was nominated for an Oscar for Grand Budapest. But that's it. He didn't win. Yeah, that was Birdman's year. Who won that year? Ugh. I'm finding out who won. Hold on. <coughs> oh, Birdman won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our our favorite yeah, friend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like the direction of this one. It's what I've been screaming about for the ever since Grand Budapest came out. It's different. Yeah. It feels different. It feels. I read this interview that Wes Anderson hates that on TikTok. There's the Wes Anderson challenge. Oh, it's so bad. He hates it. It's so annoying. People don't get it. It's not just symmetry and pastels, motherfuckers. It's not. It's discounting so many people's hard work if I say it is, but You're not you're a you're a hater though. You're a hater. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, when I pull down on my pants on my butt says hater TM. It says hater. It says hater TM. Um it does, I don't know, like <laughs> But honestly, I feel like you tell that frustration in this movie. He still has yeah, those Wes Anderson, too. but there's a Dutch angle in this movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this movie looked like crazy. Like I was so into it. I loved that. Um, yeah, the spinning camera in the road, I thought was like so wonderful. Um, just like, yeah, all the composition of so many of the shots 
Yeah. Like when Scarjo, when Scarjo and um, and Jason Schwartzman are talking, and just like on the left, like not even a third, like twenty percent of the screen has this gorgeous, like desert sunset happening. I remember this. Just, yes. Just kind of, just kind of on the side. It's not important. Yeah. It's just the ba- It's the pu- perfect, beautiful backdrop to this like moment of intimacy between these two humans, while they're standing in like perfectly white frames of their like little villas or whatever the fuck. God, God, God. God. I thought I thought that that sort of stuff was all over this movie of like. Of like, here's what you're looking at, but also this is gorgeous. Like, yes, here's the thing you need to be paying attention to, and it's big and it's bold, and you'll definitely look at it. But if you just take two seconds to look around the screen, you'll see how gorgeous this shot actually is. How where I'm really flexing, uh, and that was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm really gonna gonna show you how Wes Anderson does. Wes Anderson, sick. Um, again, what what do you think this movie's about? Infinity. Did that's talk, it. Did you talk about his? Did you talk about his his directing? Do you have? I felt like I did. I, uh, okay, great. I wasn't sure if you if my brain is foggy. No, I hear you. My brain is foggy, but though no, my brain's in a sauna. Uh, it's yeah. steamy. My brain is steamy. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. Anyway, no, I thought his I like direction's it. great. I like. A way uh, a lot of it was shot. Um, yes, you were saying I really you felt liked... like it was. Yeah, it was different, and I love how much the internet works. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Dang, be like that. It's melting the servers. It's melting the it's servers. Melting. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, what do you think this movie's about? <coughs> I mean, I missed twenty minutes of it, so I yeah, like, ain't that like... the truth though? <laughs> Is it just this summer? Remember being a kid and going on summer vacation and being around other kids and falling in love, and then like aliens come by. Ain't that summer? I never really did a summer vacation thing. Did you ever do like a camp, a program? Yeah, I went to summer camp. It was one week of summer camp, um, but that was it. So I didn't. It wasn't a big thing for me. This sort of road trippy, let's get out of the city, dealio that's going on here was not something that I experienced a whole lot. Mm. Um, <coughs> but I think, I mean, I think the movie is about a couple things that, that they talk about. I think, yeah, the line of, well, what is your, what is it about? And Ed Norton saying it's about infinity and I don't know what else. I think that is very, is very nice. Um, but I also think an early conversation between Jason Schwartzman and Tom Hanks when Schwartzman says um, uh, there was never the right time and Tom Hanks says it's always the wrong time. Yeah. I thought that was also kind of like 
very poignant for the rest of the movie. Like it's kind of, it's always not right. It's always going to be the wrong time for something to happen. Yes. You know? Yes. Completely. Um, and it's just about kind of, you know, moving on and, and getting through it. I think that is sort of the significance of like the scene with uh, Margot Robbie as well. Mm. Um, where it's just like, cause she was supposed to be in it and then she got cut and, but now she's doing this other play and it's like, you know, in another world. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Yeah. Ugh. I think that, I think that's also the, the, the scene with uh, Adrian Brody and Hong Chow is also like, Hong Chow's like, our kid still loves you. I still love you. But you're not but in love with me. We can't me. be together anymore. Yeah. But but not in the way you used to be, I think is what yes. he's saying. Um, and she's just like, yeah, you're right. That's, I, that's... Think that, I think that sort of stuff is, is what this movie is trying to get out of. Like, everything can just go wrong. It's, yeah. And that's okay. Stuff can just be wrong, and you just have to kind of live with it. You know, even like at the end when uh, when the diner lady is giving is like oh um Scar- midge campbell left her address for you it's just a p.o box it's <laughs> <laughs> like so is so perfect it's such a perfect little like ah this could have been what could have been yeah but she's I like told, i don't yeah she doesn't know him well enough to give her her actual address so she's like well i still have to send you i still have to give you the p.o box that my fans can sell, that can send fan mail to, and I'll get to it when I get to it. Like it's so, it's such a perfect little like. It's always the wrong time. It's always going to be the wrong time. Oh yeah, Carpe Diem sees the day. Remember, yeah. in last December when Damien Chazelle made an old man movie in his thirties. Yeah, was, and it and it and it ripped, and Babylon is fucking amazing. Yes, I Wes do Anderson's been doing this for a while, for for close. Yeah, to Wes 30 Anderson years. has been for sure. He like how do, how do you think this is like lining up in his in his oeuvre in his uh, in his filmography? He's just like. Right? He's like all the other artists. Needs to grow up. Needs to get their heads out of the cloud. <laughs> but also, that's the yeah. thing that makes him beautiful. Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. made licorice pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Quentin Tarantino makes Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. And between those two movies, Wes Anderson has made Isle of Dogs, French Dispatch, and Asteroid City. And none of them are, are like, oh, the past. Isle of Dogs came out before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Was it before? I thought it was around the same time. Yeah. No, Isle of Dogs came out and I was still I was still in school. Oh, dip. I saw uh, that with, uh, with um, Tom Inman and Andy Crouch. And uh, Amanda, what's her last name? Seafried? Amanda. Uh, <laughs> no, not the famous actress Amanda Seafried. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah! Um, 
But it's fine. Fritz dispatched this. I guess Fritz yeah. dispatches those movies, right? They don't make them like they used yeah. to, right? Yeah, I think so. I guess that's exactly it. I just really dug this. I thought it was so fun. It felt new. It felt like a fun summer movie. Really, like, yeah, it felt really fresh. Like it was it, for for a style that has been so overdone. Like even like I like Wes Anderson, but like it get, it's tiring to yeah. look at his stuff sometimes. But this felt so different. It felt really fresh. It felt really new. And I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I'm just like keep doing more of this. Yeah, honestly, I mean that's that's how we felt after like Grand Budapest, and he didn't do it. So yeah, ain't that the truth? Oof. It's like do more of this. It's tough. It's tough. But where Grand Budapest felt like he's like, you want me to go make, you want me to go make an animated movie about dogs? Got you. It's like what? It's no, like, no. We wanted more Grand Budapest. Yeah, Grand Budapest is like a living, breathing, live-action storybook. And this yeah. just feels like what I like about this movie, it might just be me, is that it feels like a memory. It feels like a summer Ooh, I had. That's so nice. Yeah. It does. I'm, uh, You're see, right. I'm fair. fair. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I like that a lot. More so because than even, I like, think. The conceit of it, of like Brian Cranston. And... More so than, sorry. Uh, more so than uh, Moonrise Kingdom, where I felt Moonrise Kingdom is personally for me more of the same of Wes Anderson stuff. This just yeah. feels like that. That summer where I feel like a lot of people have had a summer. Or a year, a winter like this, where like a tragedy, something bad happened, and it colored those next few months. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, mom died. But like also aliens came. And also picked aliens up the came. Meteor. Also, I got my first girlfriend. Also, <laughs> like my dad met a, a fucked a famous actress. Like there's so many. My, <laughs> my, my little sisters there. are trying to bring my mom back with witch magic. Like it is like. Yeah. I imagine being in Irvin, Texas. I've seen those little girls before. I've seen like. Yeah, it, there's something here that feels so authentic, and that is something that is not said about a Wes Anderson movie often. <laughs> yeah. Also, I want to shout out the 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 little girls because we didn't talk about them. Yeah, um, it is a set of triplets: Ella, Gracie, and Will and Ferris. Um, <laughs> uh, Will and Disney. What? <laughs> it's it's they're fantastic. They're really fun. Yeah, great. They're having a blast. I was I was happy every time they were doing something. Big fans. Big fans. Yeah. Um. Oh, I had a question. Please. Do you think um, Martin Scorsese writes with people in mind? Some, not all. Well. Some, not all. Right? Because he doesn't write them, but he is a part of the process. It's not like he just yeah. picks up. It's not like he's reading scripts. 
Uh, yeah, someone didn't just hand him the Irishman and go like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Imagine if I didn't read this. Imagine if you gave this to Alan Taylor. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, right? Like, I... I think, yeah, it's kind of like studios. Like, they're like, okay, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio sells. So he's your lead character. And he's like, all right. And he goes to the writer and goes, well, Leo wouldn't do that. Leo would do that. That wouldn't make... That's too unlikable. Look at Leo's face. It would just... It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work if you saw Leonardo DiCaprio stab a baby I don't in the know. Face. Leo... You'd be like, "What the?" It wouldn't, but Leo now, did slavery. Do that, so he could, so he can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and slavery. <laughs> but even yeah, even that you're supposed to kind of like him. You're supposed to be like, "I'm disgusted yeah. by you," but also, you have my curiosity. <laughs> you have my curiosity. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's more like that, but I don't think he was like, Jonah Hill's gonna be the number two in Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, and it could be anyone. It could be, I could find a new talent with this. It could be anyone. And then it was just Jonah Hill. Have you, have you seen the, the interviews where Jonah Hill has talked about auditioning? No. Oh, uh, Jonah Hill has has some great stories about him auditioning, like begging to audition to be in Wolf of Wall Street. What you? Oh, one hundred percent. But yeah, apparently he like got his hand hands on a script, and was like, "I can do it. I can, I this is me. I can do it. One hundred percent. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it." And I know he took him like. I know he took. I a think bunch like of Leo cut. Leo like um, vouched for him to get him in front of Marty. Sick. Like someone did, like did a like pulled a favor to be like, look, I know, I know, but but just watch. I know, super bad, but have you seen Moneyball? Um, I yeah, exactly. It. Uh, what did I want to say? Uh, dang it. It could be anybody, and then it's Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill interviews. I don't remember. It's okay. I'm 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 running out of voice here. I think I'm 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 running out of water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, shot. I was not looking forward to this movie. I was like, oh, all right, another Wes Anderson movie. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I might see it again. Might take someone else. I thought it was a good time. And I think it's a great summer movie. This is this is definitely, if it holds up on a second watch, this is definitely a part of a rotation for summer movies for me. Nice. Yeah, this movie was great. A great, like, we just got Spider-Verse. We're getting this. We got Indiana Jones. We got Mission to Oregon. We're going to be fine. Mission Impossible reviews came out. Or not reviews, reactions. People dig it. Good? People dig it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1, baby. Let's go. <coughs> um, and on that, that, is, on yeah, that cough, I'm Andrew Thomas. 
Oh, Andrew cut out. I hope he said his name. I, I did say my name. Po- <laughs> all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our link tree is link tree slash Welcome Back Pod. Uh, you can find all of our social medias. All the different podcasts of your choice are on there. Like the track, review the track, like the podcast, review the podcast. All those different things on all the different uh, things would be great way to support the show. I'm I gotta drink a big glass of water, so Andrew's gonna Andrew's gonna close it all out with the best way to support the show, and then I'm gonna stop recording. You will not uh, hear my voice again. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh. Well. Oh well. Andrew here. Hi. Can you hear me? Um. Tell your friends the next time you're at summer camp, the next time you visit Asteroid City or Atlantic City. Listen to us. Tell your friends about us. Share the share the gospel of welcome back. That is the best way to have people join communion for welcome back. Sam really regrets leaving me in charge now. <laughs> Praise Jesus. 